Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Abby Ashley. She is the founder of The Virtual Savvy, where she helps aspiring virtual assistants launch and grow their own at-home business from scratch. Abby started her own virtual assistant business back in 2013 and was able to double her salary from her full-time corporate job, working only 20 hours a week in just the first 30 days. She's since gone on to grow a multi-six-figure business and retire her husband, which I'm pretty sure is a million-dollar company at this point. And it's now her passion to help others start their own VA business so they can get that taste of freedom and flexibility that entrepreneurship has for them. I'm so excited to have Abby on today because we are opening up her brain to a lot of the cool ways that she runs her business. We super, super respect Abby in the way that she runs her own business because she keeps things really simple, but is still making that money an impact. And so if you've ever wondered like what it's like to say no to big opportunities, get laser focused on the thing that's actually working in your business and how someone can actually just launch two times a year, then this episode is going to be super impactful. We're covering what she does throughout her entire year, her launch game plans, and she's breaking down day by day her Black Friday specific game plan so she can sell amazing things have a sense of urgency and head into the new year really strong. Now, before we go, I just want to give you a quick reminder that she is also going to be a part of our Boss Project Summit, which is happening soon. So if you haven't grabbed your ticket, head over to bossprojectsummit.com, sign up and be sure to note when Abby's speaking because it's going to be a can't miss opportunity. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. We have a returning guest on the show today that I'm super excited about, another Abby, Abby Ashley this time. Hello. Welcome back. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. I love hanging out with you guys. We love hanging out with you. We have hung out a lot this week in preparation for our summit, but we're also in an on and off again mastermind together and hang out. And I I always love getting to chat with you. If you guys aren't familiar with Abby Ashley, she is like the VA know-how. If you are wanting to start your VA business, you best learn from Abby because she knows a thing or two. And we actually did an episode way back, almost a hundred episodes ago, episode 241, all about how to get your VA business off the ground. So if that's you, and if you're wanting to kind of jumpstart that type of business and really have a lot of questions, definitely go back and listen to that one. It's a little bit more how-to on that specific piece. But today we're talking a couple different things with Abby. What I love about you as a business owner and as a person is you are probably 
the most simplest business that I know of anyone in my entire circle of business friends. And it started simple very intentionally and has remained simple very intentionally. And I love that. I have to say, when you say simple, this doesn't mean that it's not like booming or like it's exploding, but it's your intentional focus, which I think we are borderline jealous of, let's be honest. Full on jealous. There's no border here. It is full on. Anytime I get to chat with you, I really love just like how focused you are and how seemingly easy it is for you to say no to things. But I want to kind of talk about that. And I want to talk about some cool upcoming promotions that you have because you don't do big launches that often. All of the strategies of have how your brain has worked in your business. So tell us a little bit about just in general, how does your business run and how do you make money? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys. I love your business and I'm always like ginking out over all the creative and fun things. And I get jealous because you guys do experiment with so many fun things that I'm like, ah, I want to do that too. So I think that's always a uh, grass is greener on the other side type of thing. But the whole basis of my business is that I have two main things that I promote. I have a signature course and then I have a membership site. And those are really, they're my two products. And I just decided really early on that I was going to solve a specific problem for a specific audience. And I was going to master that before moving on to anything else. And so for me, that meant that a lot of times we have our ideal audience and they have their problems A through Z. Even if you have a very specific niche, they could have so many different problems that could be solved. But for me, I said, you know what? I'm just going to solve problem A and B, maybe A, B, and C, which means that I don't necessarily solve D through Z, you know? But what I can do is partner with some amazing affiliates who do. And so instead of feeling like I have to offer everything, I just really, really zone in at what I know I am good at and the problem I am super confident that I can solve. I've always looked up to people like Marie Forleo, who literally just freaking sells one thing. She sells B-School like once a year. And it's just, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And so, so that's kind of my business model. I do two big launches of my signature course, one in January-ish and one in July-ish. And then I have an evergreen funnel that's running in the background all the time. And then I have this membership site that I usually is also running all the time, but I usually do a little spring sale and a Black Friday sale. And that's pretty much it. Like I do that wash, rinse, repeat in my business just year after year. And so I'm able to always just tweak and improve. And it's been crazy because, you know, there's these businesses that are these overnight successes and I think people look at those and they get really jealous at them. But man, the businesses that do grow a little slower, in my opinion, are more sustainable. And you can repeat it and project a lot easier. You look at my launches and it was like my first launch was like an $8,000 launch. And then it grew to like a $40,000. And then it grew to like a $225,000 launch. And then our last launch was like $460,000 in a two-week period. So it's just slowly and steady been increasing. Right. It hasn't been a decade. It's been like two years. <laughs> it hasn't been two years. <laughs> I've been doing this since like 2015. So. Okay, okay. Four years. Four years. 
that for entrepreneurs is a long time. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It is. No, for no, sure. And I love that. And I respect it so much. We talk to so many different people who our advice for so many people, even if we haven't followed it to the T, is focus on one thing, tweak and repeat, focus on one thing, rinse and repeat. But I think my first, like, how did you really get through this roadblock or at least the mindset piece around it. What we found in our business, because I can obviously only speak for what we've done, is that we followed that advice for like a year and a half of doing the same thing. We had one program. We sold it one way. We did it over and over and over again. And we definitely learned a lot and we tweaked and whatever. And then we started to feel like, well, if we just keep doing the same thing, like we're going to keep getting the same results. It's not going to grow. We need to like add on other things or launch it in a new way that's more popular right now or add on something that our people are asking for. Like, are we ignoring all of the requests that we're getting? So as us and so many business owners have these requests and strategies and fancy things coming at them all the time. How did you truly like ignore a lot of that and stay so laser focused? Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm definitely always keeping my eye out for other people's affiliate programs because I'm like, if somebody else can solve that problem and I don't have to invest all the time, money and energy, then I can point people to really amazing friends who are doing this. For me, I have to look at time spent versus potential profits for that one thing that I'm going to create. So if I come up with this amazing idea to like sell t-shirts on my site, right? And I'm like, oh, we need all these virtual assistant t-shirts. Then the most I could probably charge for a t-shirt is like $30, $40. And then minus the cost of them, which is really, I'm going to be making what? Like maybe $10 per shirt. So how many shirts would I have to sell in order to make that piece of a business enough of a stamp that it's really worth it. And so that I feel like I do that filter through a lot of the different ideas that I come up with. Also, I really like the idea of value first. It's my methodology when it comes to teaching people how to become virtual assistants, like how to get clients, show value first, show, you know, show up and go above and beyond, show that the talent that you have is worth paying attention to, and then kind of ask for the sale after. That's just kind of my methodology in general. And so when it even comes to planning out my promotions calendar, which I pretty much know what I'm doing like a year from now already, it's already in, I use team up. And so I always just map out exactly what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. And so I try really hard to only push my audience towards some kind of an offer once a month. And that's pretty much only an offer from me once a quarter. So like in first quarter, I do my launch. In second quarter, I do my spring sale. In third quarter, I do another launch. And then fourth quarter, I do the Black Friday sale. And then in those other months, I'm just providing value in the way of YouTube videos, blog posts, going live, just showing a lot of free value. And then occasionally, like if somebody asks me, that's why I get so many people all the time that are asking me, like, could we do this? Could we do this? And it's so hard for me because I feel like I say no to people all the time. But I don't want to just overwhelm my audience with offers, 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 offers. So I try to really zero in and just majorly promote something, definitely not more than once a month. Well, I'm curious. We just recorded a podcast about our profit report, and we were talking about the fact that in the past, this last several years, we've seen really significant high highs and low lows because 
we were launching live like you are most of the time. And the majority of our income would come in three months out of 12. And then the other times, it wasn't that we weren't making any money, but it was significantly less. And for us, it led us to a lot of questioning and doubt and all of the other things. For you, your high highs are very high. (laughs) And I think people can't relate necessarily. But I'm curious, are you okay with those months where you're just giving value that you may earn significantly less? Or are your giant launches, are you actually bringing a lot of people in on payment plans? And so that is actually being drawn out over time. I think that's really important to specify too, because sometimes you'll hear like people say that they had these huge launches. For me, that was total sales. So that includes payment plans. So cash in the bank looked different than what I say my total sales were. So yeah, that brought in definitely an injection, which is why I love January launches. If you're thinking about launching a course, it may be stressful to try to pull it all together. I always do it at the end of January because people still have that momentum. But man, January launches are really fun because it does. It kind of gives you a little cash injection in the beginning of the year. And people are just really, really motivated to change their life at the beginning of the year. But yeah, most of it is payment plans. And I really push the payment plan in my business, which I know a lot of people don't do. They want to have like more money in the bank, but that feast and famine of launches, I don't love. Plus, I just think that my course being a little pricier, the base of my course is $9.97, which for people who aren't business owners, a lot of my People are like stay-at-home moms. That's a pretty significant investment. And I get that. So I give them an option of here's a payment plan. I have a pretty giving refund policy. Like if you can't book a client and start making $97 a month to pay for your payment plan, you can ask for a refund within the first 30 days. So I really push the payment plans, which some people don't like, you know, and I think that that's important. Like you have to figure out for your own business, you know, what you want it. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about with payment plans where we've started, we've offered everything in between not doing payment plans in full and then offering them and then having them really small and then medium size, everything in between. But we're back to like 12 month payment plans for a signature program. I feel like it's more relaxing when you're in the pitch part of that process where it's just like, this is as affordable as we can make it for you right now. And $199 is a lot easier to swallow than $997 or $2,000 or whatever it may be. And so I think it makes us feel more relaxed when we're talking about it. And then it gets people easier access to get inside and see results a lot quicker. At the end of the day, I think we all want people to experience our product, right? We want them to get in. We want them to get results. And, you know, as long as you do have a quality product on the back end, there's going to be people drop out. There's going to be people request refunds for whatever reason life happens. But in my methodology, I'm like the more people that can get in and just experience this and have the potential for transformation, that just makes me happy. Yeah. Well, I want to transition the conversation a little bit. We've talked about that it's only a couple of launches a year. But right now, Black Friday is around the corner for a lot of businesses. And for the majority of our audience, they're going to earn the majority of their income in this last month and a half of the year. And that can be a lot of pressure. I would love to kind of dive into what are you doing pre-planning wise? What are you excited about? And if you want to give us a sneak peek into the back end of how you're running your Black Friday launch, I know our audience would be so curious. 
I kind of run all launches the same. I have a really, really specific methodology. One hack that I will give you, I've done this since day one. I can tell when people are getting ready to launch something. You start getting the emails and they're like kind of hinting at their program. And so what I'll do is I love following other people's launches. So I pay attention when Black Friday comes, even if you're not planning on doing anything this year, like go ahead and start a Black Friday folder in your email and just start dumping those email promotions that you're getting because following other people's launches, I think has taught me a lot. And every time I'm like, Ooh, I could add this or I could tweak this. So for me, I always tease with some kind of content, right? And again, it's that whole value first. So I will go live a couple of times. So let's see for Black Friday, I usually go live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I take off Thursday because it's Thanksgiving and who's going to actually watch and I want people to be spending time with their family anyways. And then I will open up whatever the special is that Friday morning because people are checking their inboxes. They're looking for the best deal. I look at subject lines that I opened from the year before and was like, ooh, what subject lines really worked well to get people to click on, you know, what did I open from other people and how could I tweak that maybe to work for my audience? So I'll do, I'll kind of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll go live on my page. I'll direct my email list there. I'll direct my Facebook group there and tell everybody, hey, go to these live streams. And each day I don't like hide the fact that I'm going to be doing a Black Friday sale. Like I, not like surprise, here it is. Like I tell people, hey, by the way, here's what's coming Friday. Here's what's coming Friday. And so people are kind of have that anticipation, right? And so that way, whenever I send it, people are already waiting to make the sale. If you don't do any kind of a pre-sale and you just say, hey, here's this thing that I'm offering, it catches people off guard and you may make some sales. But that anticipation factor, I think really, really works well for short launches, Black Friday sales, promotions, whatever. So some kind of teasing. Well, and especially because there is so much competition during this time. If they don't know in advance that it's happening, the likelihood of them missing it just because their inbox volume, regardless of how many businesses they're following, they're going to get more Target ads, more Walmart ads. I mean, like literally all the big box stores are going to be sending 5x their normal volume emails. So they have to know to sift through that to find the business stuff. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yep. I feel like I used to be really, really scared about emailing my list a lot too. Like that's just been something like a fear that would hold me back. Oh, I'm going to lose people and I'm going to email more during this time of year. You have to. You just have to. They are getting lost. And if there's a time that I'm going to be emailing my list a ton at the very bottom of my emails, I'll say, Hey, don't want to be notified about these Black Friday promotions. Click here to unsubscribe from these specific emails, but stay on our list. That way, if I'm annoying them and they're going to the bottom of the email, then yeah, but I don't know if I've ever unsubscribed from someone emailing me a lot. I'm always like, Ooh, this is a good strategy. (laughs) I like them showing up in my inbox. So basically I'll open it up on Friday, you know, and say, Hey, here's what the promotion is for me. It's a discount. Maybe it's that you bundle all your products together. I've seen that bundles work really, really well for Black Friday. We've done bundles in the past and it's been fun. Yeah. Bundles are really, really good for Black Friday. So what I've done the past two years is I will have some kind of special. And on Friday, it's really, really awesome. (laughs) And then I actually have the special go all the way until Monday night. You get the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday thing. And so I'll email, you know, Friday once, Saturday once, Sunday once, and then Monday morning and evening. And basically how awesome the deal is just decreases a little bit. It's like really, really awesome on Friday. And then it's still great on Monday, but really the the urgency there is that it's ending, you know? So, I mean, with any sale, scarcity and urgency. And I have friends that hate that. They're like, oh, it just seems sleazy. It just seems like whatever. But for me, I'm the kind of person that needs that extra push. I'm the kind of person that I need that. Oh, okay, this is ending. Yes, I want to do it. You know, I think there's people who would be missing out on the awesome value that you're going to offer if you don't have some kind of an incentive to this is why you need to do this right now. 
Uh-huh. I already have all the ideas churning. No, I 100% agree. We've done bundles in the past before. It's making me think about, we need to have a conversation if we're doing something for Black Friday. I feel like the sense of urgency and Black Friday as a season in and of itself, people are literally allocating funds or purchases for things like this. Maybe it's gifts and home stuff too, but that end of the year tax credit or not credit, but like write off and doing education for their business, like ending the year real strong, like people are doing that. And if you guys want more information about how to prep for Black Friday and other just like sense of urgency marketing strategies, we have a ton coming at you for our summit that's happening next week. Yeah, if you're listening to this as this comes out, we are having a summit that's coming out the 12th through the 15th. And we're going to be diving into a lot of the seasonal holiday strategies. So if you're interested in how other people are planning for Black Friday, some of which there's going to be people talking about, even if you don't have a product currently, how you could go ahead and launch. And so check that out over at bossprojectsummit.com. And we'll see you guys there. Yeah, I was going to pull up when Abby's talk is actually happening so people can make sure that they mark it in their calendars. What happens though? Say you're talking, you're gearing up, you are pre-launching all this stuff so that by the time Black Friday rolls around, they're not surprised you're launching. They're excited to buy. They are in and ready to press the button. How do you close it off well? I know you talked a little bit about urgency and making sure they don't miss out, but what are you doing to like really tip those fence sitters over the edge before your promotion ends? Whatever your Black Friday offer is, I just have that end Monday evening. So normally what I'll do is some kind of a discount. So I'll do 10% off my tech membership, which is probably what I'm going to do this time. I'm still working out the kinks of exactly what I'm doing as of the time of this filming. (laughs) By the time this goes live, it'll be all in place. But So it's usually like some kind of a discount. And then I'll add in some extra bonuses. Bonuses work really, really well. Maybe there's some freebie that you like used to promote, but it's just been kind of hanging out and you could beef it up a little bit to make a bonus. I love doing bonuses of future masterclasses. That is one of my favorite bonuses to do because you don't have to do anything right now. You can just promote what it's going to be. You're going to get invited to the special live masterclass and you do it a week or two after your launch is over, you record it. And then that becomes a bonus for a future launch. That's like one of my favorite ways to do bonuses. So maybe I'll have the discount plus a few bonuses that'll happen Friday. And then over the weekend, it will just be the discount. And then on Monday, the scarcity is that the discount is ending. So I will email people in the morning and there'll be a timer embedded in the email. I use deadline funnel, but you can also use motion mail. I'll make sure to email both times, morning and evening about that. And that's pretty much what I do as far as scarcity, urgency. One of the things that we've been trying to do a lot more is incorporate story. Like we've already decided like 2020 is our year of the story. And we're just going to really... Because stories just resonate with people. And it's awesome because you get to highlight real life examples. So if this is something, you know, if you're planning a launch of any sort, if the Black Friday sale or a big launch, if you have people who have experienced something with you, and you're able to capture that via video or a screenshot of them being excited of what they've done or whatever, and you can incorporate story inside of your messaging, man, it just really, really works. 
story is so impactful and it's what people are looking for. I think in today's market, you've seen a lot of people discouraged. Maybe at some point they hired a social media manager to handle what they're putting out into the world. But if they're missing that personal connection to you, sales are dropping, social is not converting as well, people aren't growing at the rate they used to. It's almost as if people prefer things to not be perfect. They would rather see a human being behind the thing. And that means you sharing the vulnerable parts of yourself. And I know people talk about this all the time, how to be yourself online and like showing up as you and all the things. And I know that sounds cheesy at this point, almost overdone, but truly people buy because it's you, not because of what you offer necessarily. Like they might be interested in what you offer, but you being you pushes Mm -hmm. them over the edge. Yeah. So for me, it's taking the time to sit and really let my creative brain go again. Like I think so many of us as entrepreneurs are creatives. We're artists, whether you can draw or paint or whatever, we are artists, we're creatives. And I know I have a tendency to let myself lose that. Like I just get so lost in productivity. I got to get these emails. I got to do this. I've got to you know shoot this video that I forget to like let myself pause and just create. And so that is going to be a big part of next year for me is that I want to take a day to just think of like funny video ideas or let me record someone's testimony. I have a brother who's super, super talented at video and he like shoots weddings and stuff. And I'm like, let's get him in and let's really tell a story. My COO has been kind of challenging me lately because we send out a video every Thursday. I post a video on YouTube and we send it out to the email list. And it's like those emails. It's not just like, hey, new video release. This is awesome. Are you dealing with this? Are you dealing with this? Check out the video. Like, And that's kind of over the past year, I feel like that's almost like how my writing has even been. And so I have to sit and pause and be like, what's a moment of my life? Or what is a funny thing that's happened to me this week? Or what am I dealing with emotionally right now? Or actually getting a little introspective and just pausing. I listened to this really great talk about a year ago, all about white space. And just as business owners, as a lot of times women, we just get so busy that we don't allow ourselves white space and white space is where you can create. It's just like where nothing is happening and you can just let your creative juices flow. And I feel like I've just got to get back to doing that. And so that's going to be happening a lot more this next year. And I'm so very excited for it. Yeah. And we have a talk that's going to actually help you figure that out too. So Abby's talk really quickly is happening on the last day of the summit. So November 15th, day four at 9am central standard time. So she's kicking us off on our last day. And the topic is using the holidays to supercharge your 2020. So I'm sure she's going to take everything that she's doing from Black Friday and over the holidays to really set that up for 2020 and how you can use that to move that momentum forward. But we also have a conversation exactly what Abby's talking about, where the social media shift is changing from people hiring it out to realizing that they need to be present. And if they're hiring it out, that person is not taking over their stories because that's even harder to hire out. And so we have a talk from our friend Shelly, who's talking all about how to become the producer of your content instead of the manager and hiring them. Isn't that Caitlin? I'm pretty sure that's Caitlin. Sorry, Caitlin Pierce, yes, is coming on to talk just about that. And then 
Joelle is talking more about showing up as your true self on Instagram. So you're going to get a lot of that inside the summit, which is so awesome. So tell me a little bit more about story for you. What does that mean for you? And what does that mean for 2020? Yeah, I feel like same. I think so often you're doing so many things in your business where the content creation starts to become just another thing that you have to check off your to-do list. But like truly getting back into the seat of like being the creative director again of what you're putting out there and realizing the journey that it's taking your people on, I think it helps us more than we think. And so allotting the time for that to even happen and the space for that to happen, I think is super important. I think that's another thing we should add to our to-do list as well. What we have to be careful of is that our to-do list is not just full of things we think we should be doing, but the things that are simplified and the things that move us towards our goals. And so I know for you guys thinking, you're, I mean, your head is churning, like, should we do this? Should we do that? And the answer may be no. And so you have the power to look at your business and understand, is this going to have the impact that I'm looking for? Or am I doing this because I think someone else is being successful at it? And when we've tried to fit in other people's boxes, it's so evident and it's frustrating. And we have to step back a little bit because your style of launching may look bizarre on my brand. Like we're trying to wear someone else's clothes kind of thing. You can't necessarily pull off what other people are doing, but not that you can't learn from it. I think that's the powerful thing. Abby was talking about watching other people's launches to see how she could improve her own. She's not doing that and then trying to like rework every email to match what they're doing and pick apart their launch. She's doing it to get tiny bits of inspiration to improve what she's already been successful at. 100%. Yeah. I think everybody is looking for the magic silver bullet. Like this is going to be the thing. This is what's going to launch my business forward. And this is what's going to solve all my business problems. And the longer I've been doing this, I really don't think that exists because you look at successful businesses out there and they're, I'll say profitable businesses. I feel like that's like, there's, I won't go into all that, but you look at the businesses that are really doing well out there and it's just the people that just stick with it. You stick with it. You keep going, you pivot a little bit along the way, you experiment some and experimenting means like taking a look at other people's methods. But again, like you said, like trying to just copy paste what somebody else is doing into your own business, it just doesn't work that way. So glean and observe and study what other people are doing, but then be like, Ooh, how does that feel good to me? How does that work with my audience and with what I think they want? And I think that that is I think that's one of the best things you can do. Just keep going. Like, just don't stop. (laughs) Exactly. Just keep at it. Truly. Like that's what sets people apart. And the amount of people we've seen just quit when they're so close. Like, I feel like it's so easy to see from the outside of, oh, you're so close. You're so close. But it gets hard. It gets heavy. And I think that too, the power of pivot is so important. I've been looking at a lot of businesses that kind of started at the same time as me and some of them aren't doing as well or they feel like they've changed their business like five different times. And there's a difference between 
pivoting and like a total rebrand. I think a lot of times when people are like, this isn't working, I just need to scratch it all and do something totally new. And it's like, well, no, like you've got a good thing going, but maybe you need to pivot. And I think that's one of the coolest things that I've seen even you guys do, like your transition from Think Creative Collective to Boss Project. It's like, you're still going the same direction. The same people are following you, still serving people in a great way. But you were like, we need to pivot this a little bit in order to grow forward. And you can just scrap it all and start over you know like and so yeah well and trust me it's so tempting because even when you're successful in other people's eyes my level of success the threshold that it has to hit for me to feel good about it is right. completely different than it was 4 years ago like the numbers we get now i would have only dreamt of but sometimes mm-hmm. even that isn't enough for me anymore and so it's a hard balance and i yeah. know Oh my God. It's like a psychology thing of like... One of the best things someone ever said to me, it was my coach, Mariah. She told me, Abby, you have to come to a point in your business where you decide from here on forward, I'm going to choose profit over ego. And... Oh, it killed me. I literally have to repeat that to myself all the time because I will look and I'll be like oh, well, this person's getting highlighted or they got this media exposure or they did this or they have this many Instagram followers or they, and it like, it, I don't. And it's not necessarily doing anything for them. Even if my profit doesn't look as big as somebody else's, nobody really talks about that. Like, am I helping people? And is my business making money? Am I supporting my hobby, turning it into a business? Am I really starting to make traction as far as profit goes? And am I helping people? Because if you're doing those two things, it's literally all that matters. Like everything else is vanity and not in a bad way to feel bad about it. And that doesn't mean you should never try to get PR exposure and do things like that. But at the end of the day, do I feel good about my business? Am I profitable or am I working toward being profitable? And am I helping people? It's all that matters. That's a really great reminder for us and for, I think, a lot of people listening. So before we go, I would love to have you kind of break it down into three to five action steps for people. Let's talk about Black Friday specifically, because I feel like since that's right around the corner, I know it's now probably two weeks away for a lot of people who are listening. But if they're... I feel like your version of it is so simple for people to implement, even if they're just thinking about it today. So what are some things that you can kind of give people strategy or advice if they're wanting to implement something similar, like for a Black Friday promotion? For sure. I would try it. I mean, even if it's only two weeks away, if you haven't planned something yet, go ahead and and try something. And that's Oh my goodness. Launch before it's perfect is one of my like key mottos. And everything is a draft one for me. So like, let this be your draft one of your Black Friday so that next year it can improve and be a little better, you know? So definitely number one would be choose your offer, right? What is it going to be? Bundles work awesome. Discounts can work really well too. Choose what that special offer is going to be, something that isn't available all the time. And then partnering with other people can also be fun too. I've done that before. And then, although if you only have two weeks left, that might be for next year. (laughs) That takes some time to put together. So choose your offer and kind of what the promotion is around that. 
plan some pre-content. So maybe you're not comfortable going live yet the three days before. So maybe you do three days of email of pre-content. That's fine. Let, again, let this be your draft one. Maybe next time you'll pre-record videos and the next time you'll go live, whatever it may be. So have some pre-content, get people anticipating your offer, and then go ahead and plan out what that scarcity and urgency is going to look like on the actual day. So don't be afraid to email your list more than once in a day. So even a morning and an evening email on Black Friday is awesome. And that could be your whole Black Friday plan. Like that's it. What is that? That's three, four, that's five emails that you would potentially have to put together to have an awesome Black Friday sale that can really get people to that next step. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for this and for being here and for letting us kind of open up your brain a little bit. It's always super insightful and helpful. I love how you're running your business and getting to know more about behind the scenes. So where can people hang out with you online and get to know more of you? Yeah, definitely. Come check me out at thevirtualsavvy.com. Uh, virtualsavvy.com slash checklist is my step-by-step checklist to start a virtual assistant business. If you're really interested in all of this course creation stuff, I also have a course creation course inside of my membership. And that is the And you can check that out. It's just a monthly membership that teaches all sorts of different fun things <laughs> about the online space. So that's where I'm at. Well, thank you for being here. Yay. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.